While I was away on, on, on holidays last week, I went down to Sydney and checked it all out, all the sights and sounds. And I don't know if you know this, but there's a giant bridge down there as well, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. It's mammoth, and I thought, you know what, I might climb that thing. I'm not the greatest with heights. So it was going to always be fascinating to see how I went with uh, with climbing this one. I mean, I did a broadcast a couple of years ago from the top of an 11-metre-high scissor lift. So um, if I wasn't great at 11 metres, I don't know how I was going to go at 147 metres, which is the official height all the way up there to the top of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. But you know what? I did it. I got a certificate for it. I got photos at the top. I'm very proud of my accomplishments. But one interesting part of doing the bridge climb, if you haven't done it, is I wander you out onto this catwalk thing to start with. It runs under the bridge. So you're walking under it to start with. And it's basically a, a, a timber platform that you walk along for probably about 70 metres or so, and you're probably, I don't know, 50, 60 metres up in the air at that stage where pedestrians look like little tiny dots and cars, little tiny cubes driving under you. And that's quite nerve-wracking, that section of it. But, you know, Cooper, who was my climb manager on the day, he's he's sprouting off all these exciting facts about how many rivets hold the bridge together. And this kind of didn't help with my anxiety all that much, but he was telling me how many people died while the bridge was being built and everything else about it. So it kind of calmed me down until I got to the end of the catwalk, that section of the heights over and done with. And then the anxiety really kicked in when there's a ladder that you have to climb. <sighs> Here we go. So I've, I've scaled the, the ladder. It's probably 12, 13 meters I've climbed that, I'm feeling very happy with myself until I turn around and guess what? There's another blooming ladder I have to climb. Great. I've done it once, I'll do it again. So I climbed that ladder, probably another 12, 13 meters on that one as well. I'm climbing up it, the heart's starting to race. I'm starting to get quite sweaty, quite hot. It's a very thick sort of jumpsuit they put you in and you've got a harness that probably weighs five or six kilos strapped to you as well so i've done another ladder i've gotten to the top of that i'm feeling very happy surely i'm at the top of the bridge now no guess what another ladder <sighs> great so i scale that ladder i'm climbing it i've got to the top of that surely that's the end surely by now i'm at the top of sydney surely i'm done surely i'm looking out and i'll be able to see the magical stunning spectacular harbour nope nope another ladder so i climbed that at probably another 12 13 meters i'm hot i'm sweaty i'm gross by that stage i've got sweat teeming down my face while the by the time i've gotten to the top of that ladder and there's cooper the climb manager at the top waiting for me i'm sweating i'm perspiring it's gross it's hot by this stage I'm disgusting. And then, you know what Cooper says to me by the time I've gotten to the top of that ladder? Well done, you made it to the top. Now, do you want a photograph? Do you play 92.9 loudly? Yes! Of course you do. Want to win something for doing so? Yes! How about... A little different. It's the McCafe Coffee Break. Good morning, Olivia. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. What's been going on? Um, you know, well, just living the dream without you here. 
Cool. No, I'm joking. I'm very sad. I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually a little bit under the weather today. You are. Yeah. I am not feeling great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a very busy week last week. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe the news last week was crazy. Yeah, honestly, I, was... I think it, I'm exhausted from it. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, some of the national news, let alone the local stuff that was going on, which I have to admit I'm not. 100% across <laughs> all of that because I wasn't here. But the national news was crazy. I yeah. mean, Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. probably not Resigned. the biggest piece of news, but Giselle it's falling like bigger. dominoes, I, weren't yeah, they? I yeah, I think it's huge news. Massive news. It, it does affect us as well, being the Commonwealth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was all very interesting watching that roll out. Larry the Cat... Oh, the the mouse. He's he's outlived three PMs yeah. now. David Cameron brought him in. He's outlasted yeah, him. Yeah, out, out, Outlasted. Yeah, uh, Larry's doing well. He's doing. I reckon he'd just make him PM. Yeah, he and he looks healthy. He does. He doesn't need a toupee. He's fifth. He's fifteen though. Larry's getting yeah. on. I'm gonna be a little. I'm. I know cats can live a while. Yeah, look, but, hopefully he's got another few years ahead of him. Yeah, he's hopefully help the next PM and the maybe the one after that. Yeah, at the exactly. rate they're going. It's crazy, and and a little bit. Uh, I love how much the universe does actually revolve around Tamworth. Yes, because Christopher Pincher, who was the member for Tamworth mm-hmm. in in the United Kingdom, um, kind of started this whole thing with um, oh on, for with, Boris. Yeah, for mm. Boris with with him being appointed Speaker of the House. Correct, and then obviously all the claims about him groping uh, men. <laughs> Yeah. So that kind of that that started what the whole a fun time qu- question about Boris Johnson and yeah. can you lead a party when you put someone like that in as a speaker and then it just yeah, unraveled definitely. from there. And even the second person that he put in charge, um, yeah, my head's lost me on that one. But it just all fell apart. Yeah, and then I feel you know you kind of feel bad for them when like they're looking really sad and like you know yeah. he felt like he'd been backstabbed. Yeah, but I mean realistically, he's really caused some trouble. Yeah, yeah. That I'm. I said to someone the other day, I bet he had a party at number ten, didn't he? Afterwards, <laughs> you know, get your last party in. <laughs> your last one. But it looks like he's going to be staying around for a long Till while. October. Yeah, but they there is talks to get him out. Early. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just not healthy having someone like no. him there. But they need to learn from our books. You know, yeah, our leadership out. spills just yeah. done. Push them, done. You, Never hear from them again. Yeah, you, they don't even have enough time to clean out the filing cabinets no. there. I mean, where's Scott Morrison? Oh, I, Who knows? He's disappeared. I, trying to get into the. Like many of our. Trying to get onto the Australian Rugby League board from what I read over the weekend. He's trying to trying to get on the board there with Peter Volandis, but there's no vacancies. But he's apparently been circling and trying to. Well, he does like the sport. He he does love. He loves his sharks. And he does. So, uh, of course, we had flooding down in the Hunter Valley. I was very oh, lucky. I managed yeah. to get down there, find the road shut while I was down there, and then opened within an hour or two of me coming that back home. That is lucky because it, Singleton got closed down. Yeah, for a while. and then um, there was an evacuation ordered for. Friday, yeah, yeah, Maitland, yeah, no, horrible. so thankfully it didn't break. No, no, nah, but the, the the water was certainly up on Friday when I was driving home. It was right there on mm-hmm. the edge of the highway. Jeez. So yeah, and Baroa so. might. That's Narrabri. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's getting around everywhere. Yeah, so popping up the price of my illustrious honey that I love so much. I actually had some honey this morning in my tea. 
could be the last time we have honey. I hope not. So I, hope I do not. enjoy honey. I Actually, love honey. you know you can't no because bees are what keep the population going. Mm. You know, it's like scientifically been proven if bees go, the world goes. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's the bee movie. Exactly. With Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that's a good movie. So it's a great movie. So yeah, that's horrible. Well, the last country that Mm. didn't have varroa mite, um, it's it's taken over all the other countries since the 60s. It's Mm. slowly spread. New Zealand got it in like 2006, 2007. And then we unfortunately have have had it now. So do you know if they've had it in any other states or is it only being confined? It's just New South Wales. Okay, that's good. It is confined at the moment, thankfully. Um, And they've just released um, some compensation for beekeepers and like bee enthusiasts. Um, But then also we've got the risk of foot and mouth disease from Bali. That's right. Yeah, that. So they've ramped up bias crew. The Albanese government did get onto it immediately, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Um, especially after the New South Wales farmers came out and said, yeah. you know, this isn't good enough. Yeah. And then and then the other surprising news from the last week while I've been away, Kyrgios all the way through to the Wimbled- Wimbledon oh, yeah. finals. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I, I'd like to think, I'm no sport expert, but I, I have a feeling that if he faced off against Nadal in the semifinals, he wouldn't have made it through. I've but seen Nadal, Nadal play. He's so- yeah. So good. I don't know. I don't get the hype about Curious. No? No. Like, I know he's a good player, but I just think, like, there's got to be a respect level. Yeah. And I don't know. He's all about the clout. Yeah. Yeah. I I, th- I thought it was a little rough from him over the weekend saying that, you know, uh, there's so much love shown for Djokovic, which mm. I don't quite understand that statement but there was no love shown towards Kyrgios and I'm like have you looked at yourself in the mirror yes have you seen how you present yourself (laughs) on the the court that maybe that could give you some answers (laughs) exactly that's right have a look I mean the spitting yeah and everything else the carry on great player like with and you know it's a proud thing to have for an Aussie yeah. to be so good, but also like you want to make Australia proud yeah. and not behave in that manner. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's it. We'll see how he goes on from uh, from here and see if he can make any mm. other finals. We've also got Origin. Oh, of course, on, on Wednesday, Wednesday night, the decider. Very that's exciting. right. Yeah, that's going to be Who very are you going for? Uh, New South Wales. Oh, really? Me being the the the, the ring in that I am. <laughs> so, who, who are you going for? I don't know. Hey, you also being on neutral turf. I'm on neutral turf. Yeah. but like whoever has the best looking players, <laughs> I usually go for. <laughs> Fair Is that why you don't support Collingwood in the AFL? Correct. <laughs> no teeth. <laughs> Thanks, Olivia. If you're looking to talk with a mortgage broker... That is Rita Aura at 92.9 JB for breakfast with our brain starter this morning. Most people own one of these and it has twice as many germs as a toilet. What do you think it is? What do you think it is, Olivia? I, like, would think, like, you know, I was going to say a bread knife because, you know, who washes that? But you're only cutting bread. That's true. Maybe, like, a toaster. A microwave. Oh, a microwave. A microwave. Ah. Because people, I, I do keep things covered when I cook, but people yes. always make them dirty. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. They cook without the covers yeah. on it, a.k.a. our washing machine. Uh, our washing our, machine. Our, our microwave, microwave here. Yeah. And, the emails uh, every day about oh, them. I know. and the, I, want, I want a scientist to swab the lid of that. There's a science experiment and see how Ew, much bacteria is on the lid of the microwave. That's not feel good about lunchtime. Sorry. Um. Well, you keep it food covered, so I you're do. Okay. I am very good. That's a great guess. Surprisingly, not the answer, but you're oh, very close. Am I? You're very close with the answer. 
The answer, most people own one of these and has twice as many germs as a toilet. It is the barbecue hot plate. Oh my gosh, I am not surprised. Yeah. Now that you say that. Because yes. I don't cook on my barbecue. Yeah. Because I don't want to clean it. Yes. So if I lift the lid off the barbecue at your place now... It's is pristine. It... Oh, it's pristine. It's pristine. Oh, yeah. okay, that's no, good. I bought it like yeah. a year ago. It's like one of them fancy Weber barbecues. Yeah. yeah. And the only time I've used it is when my dad has yeah. been over yeah. and he's cleaned. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought They're I... filthy and people just like put oil on it and brush it down and cook it off. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. I thought that no, you... No, mine's pristine. Yeah, okay, that's good. But like dad, I've seen other people's. It. Yes. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, people just put the lid back on and ignore it. Yeah. And then you leave it all winter. Yeah. And then you go to fire it up again in spring, you lift the lid off it and it is just gross. gross. It's a yeah. petri dish of germs and... That's such yeah. a... Like, have you ever used a public barbecue? Try not to. I seen someone doing it once, but they put foil on it first on a TikTok oh, video. That's interesting. And cooked on the foil. That's maybe a little hot tip. Good. Yeah, I don't mind that. Better than getting salmonella or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. But then again, I imagine the hot plate though. Well, the temperature the, of that. That's why people do it. Would, I think yeah, because it's 138 but... degrees for seven minutes. <laughs> it sterilizes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Look at you go. Yeah. Is that dental knowledge, is sure it? Sure is, hun. There we go. 137 degrees, is it? Mm-hmm. For seven minutes. 137.5. Oh, okay, yes. Got to remember minutes. that 0.5. Mm-hmm. For seven for... minutes is what, like in an autoclave, yeah. is what sterilizes. Ah, there you go. Mm. I thought it was like 80, so I'm way off. Oh, my gosh. No. So, well, that, that'd be fine. Cranking the barbecue up for yeah, 10 you know minutes what, or so, I think, and then you're I all fine. I think the barbecue gets the, pretty hot, though. Oh, for sure. I oh, definitely. Like, that would get to, like, 200 oh, degrees. easily. And I then think, you get the yeah. steel brush on it, and off you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still gross. Yeah. There you go. Barbecue is the answer for our brain starter. We'll do another one again tomorrow. You've just gotten into work, and your boss is already hounding at 18 past 8 here at 92.9, JB here. One of the big news stories while I was on holidays last week was the stepping down of the UK PM, Boris Johnson. It got me thinking, I'd love to know the bizarre reasons why you left a job or you got the sack. 676-229, make it on air. I'll put you in the draw for our Case Friday meat tray with $50 worth of meat up for grabs on Friday. Thanks to the team at Kays in Brewery Lane. The number 676-229. Some horrible stories in here. Some horrendous tales. I mean, some of them are no wonder you guys left the jobs that you're in. Or I'm amazed that you lasted as long as they was. I mean, I guess their true colours came out of the end. Sheree, thanks for the uh thanks for the, the, the message. She said she was working in aged care while finishing university. She'd applied for leave for when she'd finished but not put an end date on the application, waiting to see if I did indeed get a graduate position elsewhere. She'd made a note to say if she was unsuccessful, she would give them a return to work date. If not, I'd give my resignation. It was all approved and put into the leave book, so I went away on leave. A week into my holidays, I was contacted by the general manager saying I was illegally on holidays. That hadn't been approved because there was no end date listed. I explained that it had been approved and put into the leave book. Sheree was then called in for a meeting and told the approved leave was a mistake. And she was in breach of her employment conditions and was immediately dismissed with no entitlements. Sheree forwarded and ended up giving them a resignation date, luckily also securing her grad position in the process. But it was unbelievable after almost five years of being there with no prior issues. Thanks, Sheree. You got a tail? Why did you get the sack or 
reasons you resigned. 676-22929 is the number this morning. Make it on air. Go on the draw for our case Friday. Me tray $50 worth of meat could be yours on Friday. Love to hear from you. 676-22929. My first job and the only job I've ever resigned from, to be honest with you, was a uh, was a position I had when I first left school. I was one of those hawker guys that stand around in the shopping centers and annoy you trying to collect funds for charity. And it was a commission-only job where for each sale you made, you made about, I don't know, $70, $80. I'd worked for these guys for about a week. And during that time, I'd collected about two sales. So I'd made about $140. And they were ridiculously long days you were working doing that job. It was stupid. It was like 7 a.m. in the morning you had to meet in the office and you didn't end up getting home till about 7 o'clock. So they were 12-hour days. And I realized for about this 60-hour week I'd made, uh, for the $150 I'd made working 60 hours, I was getting paid about $2 an hour when I worked it out. And that was interesting considering I was talking about the plight of people in Africa that were only getting paid $4 an hour and I was making less than them. G'day, JB here, and join me every single week.